when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. I am Colby Patnode, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. And Ty, day three of a recording uh, of recording a podcast in a row. You ready to do this? Yeah, man. We got a pretty uh, pretty good series lined up for the weekend, and uh, coming off of a you know a two game sweep, so there's a, there's a lot of positives to talk about here. Finally, thank God. Right. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the sweep. We already touched on the uh, the comeback victory. Um, on our Tuesday podcast, but we haven't talked about uh, game two yet. So, do you have any uh, any kind of takeaways from game two? What we saw or what we didn't see? Yeah, Mike Leake's been really good over his last three starts. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, with his start uh, the other night against Oakland. Uh, they need that, uh, especially you know uh, with you know Swanson's been meh. And uh, Felix obviously hasn't given them anything since San Diego, so they needed uh, Leak to step up in a big way over the last few starts, and he's he's come through for them, uh, him and Kikuchi, especially you know Marco hasn't been as sharp uh, as he uh, needs to be over his last couple starts. He was pretty good in New York, but Boston and and uh, the Boston and Chicago starts weren't uh, so great. So yeah, so Leak and Kikuchi have uh, stepped up in a major way over the last couple weeks. Here. Year, and um, there was there was no better start for Leak than uh, than the other night, in my opinion. I think it was his best start of the year. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, it's kind of the third start in a row. He's looked pretty good. Um, he was uh, he looked great in New York against the Yankees in that tough environment. Um, and the game before that, I think was I think he pitched in Cleveland, and he was he was okay. Um, so we're kind of on a nice little run here for Mike Leak, uh, which is good because he was kind of the guy that we penciled at the beginning of the year as this guy's going to have to go six or seven pretty much every time out to uh, to really help this bullpen with Kikuchi and his you know uh, innings cap and uh, with just an assumed <laughs> an assumed uh, understanding that Felix would be terrible this year. Um, and he's uh, he stepped up for the most part, and uh, even his final even his uh, his final line should have been a lot better than it ended up being. Um, you had the the bad throw from uh, Tim Beckham that led to two runs, uh, and then a bloop, uh, like a bloop double that, I mean, whatever, probably should have uh-huh. been caught, but it happens, and uh, so and that led to all three runs, so. Um, yeah, Leak was really good, um, but let's talk about uh, Rowanis Elias because he was also very good, getting a yep. seven-out save uh, to lock down that victory, including <clears throat> a strikeout with the bases loaded in the seventh inning to preserve a one-run lead. You know who? Uh, um, you know who has less seven-out saves in his Mariner career than Rowanis Elias? Edwin Diaz. Yep. 
<laughs> so, you know, you, you had the best closer in baseball last year, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, so, <laughs> but we're not, we're not, we're not going to, uh, to focus on that today. Uh, but uh, yeah, Elias was fantastic and he continues to show you that, you know, he, he's going to be a, uh, a hot commodity come July, I believe. Um, he's, he's really boosting his stock quite a bit and it's, uh, it's pretty spectacular given how, uh, under the radar his acquisition, uh, last year was, and, um, you know, didn't they end up after Falia, uh, failed his physical, didn't it just end up being cash going to Boston? Yep. So that's, that's a huge win for the Mariners. Uh, and they're going to get a really nice piece for him. Uh, as we talked about yesterday on our trade podcast. So, yeah, that's uh, Elias has been huge for uh, for the Mariners and and really being a um, a staple in this bullpen that hasn't you know has gone through a lot of uh, fluctuation over the last couple of months and has really only established a couple of you know quality uh, pieces and uh, Elias is at the forefront of that. Absolutely. Um... Like I said, he's just, he's so, we talked about this yesterday again. If you guys didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, recommend it. We talked a lot about, uh, well, exclusively, we answered questions uh, you guys had regarding trades and, uh, you know, trade targets and who might be on the block, who who's not going to be on the block, things like that. So uh, check out that episode. Um, but yeah, Elias is uh, one of the more versatile relievers in uh, in the big leagues right now. Um, he can start. You, you can stretch him out, and he can start, and he'd probably be fine. Uh, you can use him as an opener. You can use him as a long reliever. You can use him, as you saw, to close games. He can cover multiple innings. Um, he's just—he's got three pitches right now, and they're all above average or plus. The fastball is 94-95 from the left side with a really uh, dangerous curveball, and the changeup has been the uh, the difference maker this year. Um, we've seen a little bit you know, some flashes of it in the past, but this year it's been really good and consistently good, which is the thing with Rowan Elias. So um, he was fantastic as well. Um, you know, the pitching, like we said, the pitching was really good. The defense was not, um, <laughs> but uh, the offense was, uh, it was okay. You know, the Mariners got back to their long ball ways, including a uh, absolute laser beam home run for, from uh, Cornelius. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Uh, what did you and see also from another, Yeah, also another uh, bat flip from Tim Beckham. Been missing Heck, those. Yeah, 80-grade, yeah, so right? Yeah, yeah 80-grade bat flip. Uh, did it while he was running, too. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, that adds some style points to it. But, um, yeah, you know, it's... The offense, it, it struggled uh, a bit. That was to be expected against Brant Anderson. They just, for some reason, no matter who's been on the Mariners, just... The Mariners as a whole have struggled against Brett Anderson. Um, I was surprised to see them jump out on him uh, quickly, uh, especially with Vogie's home run and and then t- uh, and Beckham's. Um, but I thought for the most part, you know, the offense is starting to get back to its ways of working counts and making pitchers, you know, struggle to get them uh, out and really, you know, not falling into uh, into a pitcher's plan. Uh, for the most part, especially some of these lesser quality pitchers, you know, they're obviously going to struggle against the elite every most offense, most offense as well. But um, I think you're seeing them over the last week or so, for the most part, be able to work in bats again and uh, get uh, pitch counts into their favor. Uh, and I think that was uh, 
that was exemplified in uh, in the Oakland series as well. Um, you know, they're still not uh, having the ex- success that they uh, that they had at the beginning of the season, but I think you're starting to see a bit more of the formula that helped them get to that point uh, come back. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, the Mar- uh, Mitch Haniger also had a two run home run, which is a, a good sign. Um, he had a couple nice at bats in this uh, in this series, so you hope that that is a uh, a sign of things to come because the Mariners sure could use Mitch Haniger. Um, and as I say that, I believe he's still a, a 1.5 B war player at the, at the uh, quarter point of the season. So you guys can do the math on that. Um, <laughs> he's really good. Uh, so hopefully the, uh, the bat comes to play over the next uh, four games because they will need it. Um, but before we get to those four games, there was a roster move. Um, that we need to uh, to discuss here. Uh, the Mariners this morning, they sent down uh, Shed Long back to AAA Tacoma, and they've recalled Malik Smith. Um, <clears throat> Malik, I'm assuming, will be in center field tonight. Um, but uh, he, he went down to AAA about two weeks ago, um, tried to get the swing right, and uh, apparently the Mariners or the, uh, the AAA staff have told the Mariners that Malik is ready to go. So... Uh, Ty, what are you kind of hoping or expecting to see from Malix um, in his second go around? Well, you know, he he had quite a bit of success down uh, in Tacoma. Uh, was able to to walk a little bit. Um, had some success with the bat. Three thirty three, three seventy five, four sixty seven slash line over his ten games there. Did have a home run that kind of squeezed over the wall. Um, but yeah, overall, it just, it, it seemed like he, he found his confidence again at the plate and he needed that. He needed some of the pressure just off of him and just be able to relax and, and, uh, you know, see some, uh, see some pitches and just, you know, work on things. And, um, it seems like he, he's figured some stuff out now and, uh, hoping that's what he brings, uh, to the table is, you know, what we expected from him, uh, entering the season, uh, the ability to get on base and to work counts and be a menace on the base pass, and we didn't get a whole, you know to see a whole lot of that in his uh, in his first run here because he just wasn't getting on base at all, swinging at a lot of bad pitches, just looking overpowered a lot. Uh, and from what I've seen so far, he uh, he overcame that in Tacoma, and, and uh, you know what you hope for is that that translates well to the uh, back to the MLB. Right. Um, by the way, seven stolen bases in ten games in Tacoma. So uh, I'm sure the yeah. uh, the PCL catchers are happy to be rid of him. Um, but yeah, you you just you're hoping you see more consistent hard contact. And honestly, you just want to see a guy who's not lost at the plate because in his last I don't know week or so, he just it looked like he had no chance to put a ball in play, uh, let alone get a hit. And so you're hoping to see. Um, <clears throat> The Malik Smith of 2018, who had like a 370 on base percentage and hit 290 uh, with an above 400 slugging percentage. So, um, also, you know, the defense was uh, an issue. We'll see if that got any better. Um, it's hard to imagine it got any worse um, because Malik isn't a terrible defensive outfielder, um, but he sure was in April. So, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll see if he gets back to his career norms. Um, if he does, that's a really good player to add. So uh, it also uh, moves Mitch Haniger from center field back to right field, 
which gets Jay Bruce out of your out of your outfield, which is so big, it's so big. Jay Bruce is so bad out there. Um, yeah, and I mean, he it looks like he's gotten like progressively worse um, throughout the month, and that probably is because he's playing out there every single day. Um, so, but uh, this move also must mean since Shedlong goes down, let's talk about Shedlong real fast. Uh, do you think this was the right move to move Shedlong down, or would you have made a different move? Um, I think it's the obvious move. I don't know if it's right. necessarily the right move, but then again, I can't really think of another move that you can make in that spot. Um, I do really like Shed, and I wish that he had gotten a longer look. Um, but yeah, he, right now he's just not going to have anywhere to play. Um, he's just gonna—he's not going to be able to get that playing time that he needs, and. Um, you know, it's best for him to go back to Tacoma and, and uh, get consistent playing time just so he can um, stay on a consistent schedule. Um, so, you know, it sucks, but, um, you know, we'll see him again pretty soon, I, I would assume. Uh, and now, you know, Tim Beckham is, is your utility infielder at this point. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think... Adding Malik's back to the fold and uh, having an infield that consists of Edwin Encarnacion, D. Gordon, J.P. Crawford, and Tim Beckham is is pretty good. It's a it's a it's a big improvement from where they were at a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so obviously the uh, the side news, I guess, if you want, is uh, this pretty much means that D. Gordon's ready to go. Um, so I expect he'll be in the lineup tonight, probably hitting ninth. Um, see if they see if they want to throw Malik's right into the leadoff spot or not. Um, but yeah, uh, so D Gordon is back. It sounds like, uh, which we would not have expected to say a week ago, uh, or however many days ago it was that he got hit by that J hat pitch. Um, surprised he didn't, uh, surprised he didn't make a trip to the IL, but, uh, we saw him pinch run the last couple days. Uh, so they, they think he's ready to go. Um, which is good news for the Mariners because D is actually playing pretty well right now, or he was before he got hit. So, um, yeah, Chedlong down, Malik Smith up, D Gordon's the second baseman. Um, I suspect we'll continue to see Tim Beckham. Um, he will play uh, all around the infield, I would assume. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he gets the start at shortstop tomorrow. Uh, and we'll talk about why here in a second. So that's the roster move. Um, let's go ahead and let's talk about this upcoming series against the Red Hot Minnesota Twins. The Twins enter the series with a record of 27 and 15. Um, the Mariners are 22 and 23. Uh, it's a four game series. So, you know, that's a bit of bad luck for the Mariners, honestly. Um, first three games are all at 7 10 Pacific time. Uh, the Sunday game, of course, is a uh, 1 o'clock, uh, one ten first pitch start uh, like usual. So uh, start with the pitching matchups tonight. We have a uh, kind of an interesting one. We have Michael Pineda, former Mariner, uh, working his way back uh, from multiple injuries. He's going for Minnesota tonight, and the Mariners are sending out Eric Swanson um, to challenge him. So, Ty, this one's, this one's pretty interesting. Um mm-hmm. Neither pitcher has been particularly great this year, but we have seen flashes of uh, at least from at least from Swanson and a little bit from Pineda. So, uh, what are you kind of expecting tonight? 
Yeah, I think it can go a couple ways. I think it can be um, really, you know, high scoring. Both pitchers get out early. Um, or it could be, you know, uh, <clears throat> quite quite the duel. Both of these pitchers have shown the ability to um, to give their teams, their respective teams, quality innings um, every now and then. So, uh, you know, for Swanson, it's really going to depend on can he locate his fastball, and if not, then you know, as we've seen, uh, the rest of the outing is pretty much doomed. Um, so that's going to be huge for him and for Pineda and the offenses, you know, can they get to him early? Can they, uh, allow him not to get comfortable? And if he does get comfortable, that's, that's going to be a long night because he, he does still have some pretty decent stuff if he's on his game and if he, and if he's given the opportunity to, to get deep into the game. Right. Uh, fastball slider for Pineda, um, I haven't actually checked Pineda's uh, velo this year. Uh, you remember when he was with the Mariners, he was 95 to 97 um, with that nasty slider. Uh, well, Looks like he's sitting at 92 right now on the fastball, 83.5 on the slider. All right, so um, not overpowering anymore, but uh, still you know, plenty of juice beyond that fastball. I'm sure he could rush up, rush up and touch 94, 95 if he needs to. Um the notes here I have for him, it says Pineda is a, uh, has a 7.56 ERA in his last five starts, but he is coming off a quality outing against the Detroit Tigers. Um, and it, in that outing, he had generated nine swings and misses off of the slider. So um, slider still, or at least uh, in his last start, was quite good. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, Swanson um, coming off a rough outing in Boston. Uh, I mean... We'll see, man. If he's 95 early, that's probably a good sign. Um, if he's not uh, and he's down in the zone, then it's going to be a long night. So it's it's pretty easy to read Swanson um, early. And also the, the second time through the lineup is the one you have to watch. So um, we'll see how all that goes for him as well. Um, so tomorrow's game, another interesting pitching matchup. We have uh, – Martin Perez, the left-handed pitcher formerly of the Texas Rangers, he is having a uh, a fantastic comeback season after he fractured his elbow last year. I, If I remember correctly, he was kicked by a bowl, and he fractured his elbow. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, yeah so he, he's, he's getting them out. He's having a great year. He's opposed by Marco Gonzalez, so two lefties having good years, um, very similar years, in fact. Um, so that that is another interesting pitching matchup. So, Ty... Um, what do you think of Friday's pitching matchup? That one looks really good. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you look at Perez and, and Marco, it's kind of like that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, Perez has been fantastic. You know, he was almost a Mariner during the offseason. Mm-hmm. There were some rumors about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, this whole staff in general for the Twins, uh, when you think about Odorizzi and uh, Barrios and, and, and Perez and Gibson, et cetera, these guys, they're not flashy, but they get the job done. And um, that's kind of like the, that's kind of the theme for the whole Twins team. But yeah. Perez is going to be tough on, on, on the Mariners. It's uh, uh, This is a, probably one of the better pitchers that they, they've had to face that really you wouldn't you know, wouldn't come to mind at first. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, as for Marco, uh, can he, uh, retake, you know, cause like his last two starts have been in the rain and, 
you know, it's kind of messed up with uh, with just his game plan and everything. It's just, you know, it's hard for him to get a grip on the ball and all of that. So uh, can he find um, consistency again? Can he work early in counts? Can he get through? Uh, can he get through these innings without, um, you know, throwing a lot of pitches? That's been a big problem for him. He threw what ninety through the first four innings against uh, Boston on uh, what was it Sunday? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was he was really good in New York, but uh, you know, after getting. Uh, destroyed by the by the Cubs and pretty much having his worst career start against Chicago um, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, can he get back on the horse from where he was before that start? Uh, because he was really consistent, um, was giving really nothing up to hitters, um, keeping the ball on the ground. And, you know, obviously Marco's not going to overpower anyone. But if he can keep the ball on the ground, um, good things are going to happen for him. So, uh, yeah, can uh, you know that's that's the hope here. And um, you know the Twins can make things happen on the base pass. You know, By- you think about Byron Buxton and and uh, uh, their, their whole team is really dynamic. And this is a this is a tough matchup for the Mariners. You know, these are the kinds of teams that we said are bad matchups for the uh, for where the Mariners are at. Um, right, so they can do a little bit of everything. They got power. They have CJ Crone and Nelson Cruz, of course. Uh, speed with Byron Buxton. Uh, they got really solid corner outfield play and Max Kepler and uh, um, Eddie Rosario. Yep. Um, like this is a t- they the Mitch Mitch Garver who's been their catcher really having a great year. He is out for a long time. He has a significant high ankle sprain. Um, but even, uh, even Jason Castro is a, a quality big league catcher. Um, <clears throat> the bullpen solid, uh, the starting pitching, like you said, it's solid. So yeah, this is a tough matchup. Um, Perez, by the way, five and one with a three, one, one ERA and a four and 46 strikeouts. Marco Gonzalez is five and two with a three, one, eight ERA and 42 strikeouts. So, uh, yeah, they're very similar, uh, in terms of their production this year. Um, uh, Prez had, did have to leave his last outing after he got hit in the foot with a line drive. So, uh, I don't know if that will affect him or not, but we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. But that is a good pitching matchup, um, lefty on the mound. So I'm going to assume, um, just because I think I know Scott service pretty well that, uh, JP Crawford will sit that one out and Tim Beckham will be the shortstop. Uh, Ryan Healy, and they'll they'll try and sack as many right-handed bats in there as they possibly can. So um, that's a fun pitching matchup. By the way, this will be Marco Gonzalez's first career start or appearance against the Twins ever. So oh wow. So <clears throat> yeah. Um, Saturday is uh, <laughs> not a great matchup. Uh, the Twins are sending Jose Barrios. Barrios. Uh, sorry, I still haven't learned how to pronounce that. I should. He's really good. Um, to the mound, and the Mariners are going to throw old friend Wade LeBlanc. He's making his uh, first start off the IL uh, for the Mariners, and Felix Hernandez is spot. Um, so we'll see how effective Wade can be. He He's going to be on a pitch count, probably 80 pitches, give or take, so uh, don't expect him to go too deep. But Jose Barrios, or Barrios, this guy's really good, Ty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is... <laughs> 
He's, he's, yeah, this is not going to be good for the Mariners. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say, we'll just leave it at that. That's, it's, it's not good. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if they score one run off of him. Uh, he's just that good. He's been dominant right now. Uh, you know, has a uh, 22.7 K percentage right now. Uh, just, he's not walking guys either. Um, He's keeping the ball on the ground. It's just he's Power not stuff. Yeah, it's just it's not a good matchup for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, plus, plus side, Barrios is coming off his worst start of the year. Um, he gave up uh, twelve hits and five runs in five and two thirds innings uh, against the Angels, who are not a good offense, although better uh, with Shohei Otani in the lineup. Um, and it was the first time in his ten starts that he didn't go at least six innings. So, um, <clears throat> hopefully, the Mariners can at least jack up his pitch count and get him out of the game early. Um, and it's it's a command thing for him, you know. Yeah. It's um, it really, you know, can if he can locate his curveball, it's pretty much over for you because um, the fastball is going to work for him. Uh, but if he can have that secondary pitch, that's that's it's over. <laughs> so you, right. you kind of just have to hope and pray that he, he, he doesn't have uh, the best command going into that game. But it, yeah, just looking at the pitchers that the Mariners have struggled against in the past, um, he lines up with that pretty well. And that's, that's going to be a problem for them. Right. Uh, last year, I do specifically remember he had a no hitter, perfect game through like four. Um, something like that, four or five innings. And then D Gordon got on first base and he had to go to the stretch and the Mariners shelled him for uh, four runs in that inning and they actually won the game. So mm-hmm. I remember that because I believe it was the night before uh, that was a Sunday game trying to the day before or two days before we had traveled seven hours to the beach on Washington's, uh, Washington's coast there. And then we traveled back to Seattle for another four hours. We went to a Sounders game, a Mariners game. The Mariners game went 12 innings and they walked it off with a Mike Zanino home run. And we had to make that long drive back that night. Um, so <laughs> that's why I remember it, but yeah, they, they, uh, they did beat him last year and he's got good stuff. So we'll see. Um, again, you just hope the Mariners can, uh, get that pitch count up and, uh, not miss the mistakes that he will make. So, um, and from way LeBlanc, you're just hoping for five innings, keep a minute. I mean, can you hope for much more? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he only got the one start, right? So, yeah. uh, who, uh, <laughs> against this lineup, I just, I, uh, I don't, I don't feel too great about that. Uh, how, about far, what how far is the home run Nelson Cruz will obviously hit off of Wade LeBlanc? <laughs> Is he going to leave the stadium? Because that would be awesome. I'm going to uh, say 487 feet. Holy cow. Exit velo <laughs> above or below 110. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like 117 or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Sunday's pitching matchup. We get back to a little bit more of an interesting game. Uh, we have Kyle Gibson on the mound uh, uh, against uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Um, Kikuchi, of course, coming off of uh, his three best starts of the year. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he, here's a fun, his, uh, his opponent's slash line over his last three starts, 155, 197, 324, um, 218 ERA against, uh, you know, three playoff teams from last year. 
Uh, and Kyle Gibson is also on a nice little run here. He has a, a 2.73 ERA in his last five starts. Um, and uh, he's, you know, he uh, he did kind of have a funky ending to his last start. He did not, he was not able to get out of the sixth. He kind of uh, just lost his command. And uh, so we'll see if, if that continues or not. But uh, it's a pretty good pitching matchup. So, uh, Ty, I guess what are you kind of expecting on the Sunday finale here? You think you say keeps it rolling? I you know I hope so because I, I really have enjoyed watching him pitch the last three games. Uh, he's just he's had a lot of things working for him. Um, really, you know, he has ever since that abbreviated start. He's just he's worked ahead. He's been great from the gate uh, from out of the gate, uh, attacking hitters, working that curveball, uh, making the fastball work high in the zone for him. Um, just working away from hitters and everything. His, his game plan uh, through these last three games has just been beautiful. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be a really tough test for him. You know, the Yankees, uh, uh, we're dealing with some injuries. Uh, Cleveland also dealing with some injuries. Um, you know, this is a team that's pretty much at full health and has a lot of hitters that can do damage. Uh, so, you know, can yeah, uh, can he keep it going? That's that's a big question, and uh, I I would lo- I would be so ecstatic if if he goes um, another six seven with uh, you know a couple runs earned or something like that. If he if he looks good like he did over the last uh, couple weeks against this offense, I'd be extremely to to uh, have a peak Carrollism. I would be jacked up. <laughs> this is really fun. Um, so yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see this will be the first time the twins see him. Um, so Kikuchi will have that advantage if, uh, hopefully he has the curveball and the slider working, um, and the velos in the mid nineties instead of 91. Uh, but we'll see, like I said, he's been really good lately. Uh, you hope to see it continue. Um, you know, and like I said, Kyle Gibson's also been really good lately. That has the potential to be a low scoring game as well so uh should be interesting to uh to see how that one plays out really the entire series um but so uh what do you think uh what are you hoping for here in this four game set i you know at this point i really don't want to focus on results i just want to see you know, I want to get back to just focusing on the development of these players. Can Kikuchi continue uh, what you know being hot? Um, can this offense continue to work at bats and and really put things in their favor? Uh, will Malik Smith be able to um, you know get back on the horse and and be the player that we expected him to be? Uh, those are the things that I'm looking for in this series. Uh, you know, truthfully. Uh, the reason why I don't want to go into results, I could legitimately see them getting swept in the series. Right. Uh, the, the Twins are that good. Uh, they they pose a lot of bad matchups for this particular team. And, uh, yeah, it could be a really long weekend or a really fun one. Uh, but I hope that even if it is uh, a long weekend, that there are some positives to be found in here. And that especially... Uh, rings true for uh, for guys like Malik's and for um, right you know I want to see JP Crawford hit his first home run in the series that'd be fun be nice he's Jimmy Jack for uh, JP that'd be fun uh, yeah. yeah you know you talk about JP you talk about Malik's Mitch Haniger is a guy who needs to get it going and we've seen flashes over the last week 
um, that he may be getting close. Uh, certainly he's making the adjustment to the upstairs fastball, which has been giving him troubles. Um, and so he's fouling those pitches off. And then when they miss by, you know, two inches, he's, he's hitting that ball hard. So, uh, it's a good sign. And like you mentioned, uh, development, well, three of these four starters are in one way or another, a part of your future. At least that's how they see it right now. Um, it's Swanson, Gonzalez and Kikuchi. So you'd like to see them build. There's a lot of right-handed power in this lineup. Um, so this will be a good test for the two lefties. Um, and he said, Eric Swanson, you're just kind of hoping to, uh, you know, you, you, you're hoping to see further development of the changeup. I think that's probably his second best pitch right now. So uh, you're hoping to see that. And like I said, Malik Smith, it would be great to see Malik have a, you know, a 333 on base percentage in these four games. Um, just just something that, you know, you know, we, we have a pulse here. I'd love to not see him drop any fly balls. That'd be great. Um, so. He's no Byron Buxton out there, but he's a lot better than he has shown. So, yeah, when you talk about uh, player development, it's it's always good to remind people that in this particular season, uh, player development is significantly more important than the uh, the win total at the end of the year. So, um, which is why we kept screaming for Braden Bishop to be in the lineup every day. But whatever, <laughs> don't need to rehash that. Uh, and let's not forget the great player development they did by having Ichiro start two games. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't care about the Ichiro thing anymore. Um, but yeah, anyways, no, yeah, that 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 was cool. I'm I'm fine with that. You know, the the Ichiro thing was fun. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, I yeah. get what you're saying. It was fun. Uh, last year, it was not. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, especially when Ben Gam- especially when Ben Gamble was healthy and they refused to bring him up. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, before we go down that rabbit hole, uh, Ty, you have anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off? Uh, you know, it's it's been a it's been a really fun week so far, and let's uh, let's see let's see that keep rolling. You know, because uh, I, I miss Team Fun. Uh, team Fun kind of just disappeared for the last uh, few weeks. So uh, let's bring back uh, let's bring back the fun. Mal- Malix is back. Our hype man is back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's just see what this team can do. Yeah. D Gordon too. So, uh, just bringing in some fun. Hopefully the, uh, Tim Beckham bat flip, uh, you know, reignites some things. And, uh, of course, man, I'm looking forward to seeing some Cornelius walks and jacks this weekend. So, um, that'll but be the a lot biggest, of fun. The, the biggest matchup this week, right? Is, uh, Cornelius versus baby Bartolo. I want to see those guys run a 40 yard dash against one another. <laughs> sure. Um, I think, Oh, what's it? How do you pronounce his last name? Ty? Uh, I'm not even going to try Astadio or something. Astadio. Willem Estadio or whatever. That guy's yeah. fun to watch, by the way. He is also, if you like Daniel Vogel back, you'll like watching him. Um, that, really- that guy, uh, that guy has never had a K percentage of more than five in his professional player playing career. <laughs> <laughs> that guy puts the bat on the ball. Uh, he's really fun. You guys, honestly, guys, if uh, you're looking for a team to like uh, root for in the postseason, I would recommend the Twins. They're a really fun team. Um, yeah. And of course, I guess I would just add, uh, you know, this will be Nelson Cruz's only trip to Seattle this year. I would hope that in all four games that he or however many games he plays in, he receives a standing ovation and a long one because even though it was a short period and there were no playoff appearances behind it, 
Nelson Cruz is one of the best hitters in Mariners history. Um, he was gracious. He was, you know, he was fun to watch. He was uh, enjoyable for fans. Um, he worked his butt off, and uh, I, I just, I just hope that people remember that and give him a uh, a standing ovation the first time he comes to the plate in every game. Um, and honestly, you know, if I was going to these games, he hit a home run, I'd give him a standing ovation for that too. Uh, I just, I love Nelson Cruz, and uh, I'm really sad that we couldn't get it done when he was here. Um, and I'm also sad that, you know, the Mariners won't move off their stupid five-year minimum uh, minimum uh, time with the Mariners to become a Mariner Hall of Famer because uh, Nelson Cruz is that. Um, you could argue from the time he was here, he was the second or third best hitter in franchise history. So uh, just, you know, if you're going to go to the games this weekend, I just, please for me, just give Nelson a nice, uh, nice standing ovation because uh, if anybody's earned it, it's that guy. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think that's going to wrap up our podcast here, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes of the podcast. Also, uh, make sure you guys go to SotoMojo.com uh, for all of our uh, Mariners content. We have a lot of good stuff going up this month. I'm a lot of good stuff up on the site right now. Uh, so make sure you guys visit SotoMojo.com. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS. We, uh, we jumped through uh, 3,100 followers yesterday. Um, so that's cool to see the growth there. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Soto Mojo. Uh, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, ideas, whatever, um, the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter. So uh, make sure you follow us at Soto Mojo FS um, for all your stuff there. So, uh, you know, from all of us here at uh, SotoMojo.com, thank you guys for listening. Go Mariners, and I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.